Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to <clears throat> LiveDeliverance.com here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening to us via the simulcast, during the 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock p.m. time slot here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us through any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, locations, and platforms that you will be listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy. And any Internet piracy is uh, those that participate in Internet piracy, they can be persecuted, prosecuted (laughs) by federal agents. Now, having said all that, I'd like to get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get some, get a pen and some paper so that if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So now if you would join me in the word of prayer, We'll go ahead and sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. That the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time and this place because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus, reveal to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victories in our heart and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, this is our part two of your victory. It's guaranteed. You know, as we go through life, God has equipped us with a a plan, a process, and provisions that make our walk easy. And it is also filled with light. Uh, Matthew 11, 28-30 says it this way. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is an invitation that will stand throughout time because he knows that we're going to run into things that that we don't understand, we don't like, (laughs) and we don't have answers for. But he has the answers for everything that you would ever face. Um, we are in this season where 
uh, people are, are are reflected on, uh, and uh, that's a good thing. But the whole purpose for Easter was to take us to the place of digging into, understanding, and participating in covenant relationships. Okay, that's what he said. Come unto me, take my yoke, learn of me. That's a covenant relationship. And when we understand covenant, we're going to try to get into that uh, this week. When we, when we understand covenant, it, it impacts and affects our life in a different way. See, it's like the, 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 the more civilized we get, we think less of covenant. Because covenant requires things. Okay? Last week we, we dealt with um we dealt with uh, uh Ephesians chapter two and um the scriptures that I'm going to use would come from in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter two, verse ten through verse twenty of the third chapter. Okay, Ephesians ten two through three twenty, because that's going to kind of open up open up some things for us. Okay, um, we're also going to deal with um, Genesis chapter fifteen, and that's going to that's going to dig into the actual flow of covenant. Okay, Ephesians chapter two ten says that. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works that God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So God is is not calling you to a place that, first of all, Jesus didn't do, because we're simply supposed to follow him, okay? We're supposed to be converted into the, the image of Christ Jesus. So wherever he went, we should go. Whatever he did, we should do. As he is, so are we in this earth. That's the way it should be. So then it, 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 it would behoove us to then go back and pay attention to the things that Jesus did for us. And I know that, you know, um, that could be uh, uh, studious and, and a lot of uh, 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 details. I get that. And, and, and God is going to walk you through that according to what he just said. These are, these are Jesus' words. Okay, so do we get this? Come unto me if you are laboring or if you are heavy laden. And when you come, have the expectation of receiving what's necessary for your rest. Okay? And don't come. We should stop coming to Jesus frustrated. Amen. If you, if you come to him, expect rest. There is an exchange. That's what the, the, the whole picture of the cross is. It is the intersection of two planes, one that goes from heaven to earth and one that goes from east to west, okay, so that man to man or man to God, the intersection of where man to man issues happen can be resolved because of the intersection of man to God. Okay? If if you would just come to him, that's the place of intersection right there. So if your if your brothers and sisters are, are giving you issues, 
He said, come to me and expect rest. Okay? Okay, please, let's, let's do this this way. He, he wants us to expect rest because the, the scripture says, and I will give you rest. I don't have to demand rest. I don't have to demand things go my way. Okay, see, that's some of the problems that we would have. See? He says, if you would acknowledge that that, that you're tired of this, that you are frustrated about this, then he says, when you get to that point, the intersection of man to man, where the problems exist, he says, now go between God and man, and we'll resolve the problems. I will then give you. He doesn't owe you rest. He wants to give you rest. Okay, if you think he owes you rest, then you're going to try to make demands on the thing you think you're supposed to have. But if he wants to give it to you, then your expectation is is in receiving, not demanding. Okay? I'm just trying to get you to see. According to the book of James, he says, you have not. Why? Because you ask not. Okay? That was the first part. You didn't talk to him about it. You have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. So did you track that? He wants you to come to him with the understanding that he wants to give you. He's the God that supplies all of your need. Okay? He's not the God that supplies all of your demands. Come on, come on. There's a difference, beloved. I'm just trying to get you. This is just in the beginning, so we can lay the foundations here. See? If you go to God with a list of demands, then you have not surrendered your heart to him. See? He is the God that supplies. Okay? Jesus told us that your heavenly father knows what things you have need of before you ask. So it's not the demand that God is looking for. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss from the position of demand, from the position of that which is owed unto you, not from the position of God loves me and he wants to give me. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you. This is not a barter system where you exchange the bad for the good. That does happen, beloved. I get that. But this is not what he's trying to do. He's interested in your heart. He told them, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God, and thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. See, he is looking for surrender, not just exchange. Surrender and sacrifice. That's what he's looking for. I give up my way. That's why you will hear me pray that I must decrease, he must increase. John the Baptist recognized that. And he said, oh, this is the way this is going to work. He's smarter than me. He's bigger than me. So in order for me to get to the next level, 
I must decrease. You know, it's interesting. If you go to God with your lists and demands, that means you brought a pitcher that is full, a vessel that is full. And it's kind of hard to give the things necessary to a vessel that is full. A vessel that is empty, however, can then be filled, can't it? It can then enjoy all of the things that's going to be needed. But see, if I go full, then what happens generally, if I go full, then I'm going to miss the opportunity to receive because I came there full. I came there with an understanding that I got enough to make it. No, you don't. Without me, Jesus said these words, without me, you can do uh, nothing. So, so then why do we think that we're going to uh, uh, come into his presence with fullness of us? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's go. In his presence is fullness of joy. So that must mean that in his presence is the place where joy can be made full. Okay? Oh, please, let's just walk through that, beloved. If I come into his presence, there are ways that he described we should come into his presence. We should come into his presence with thanksgiving. Is that not what he said? See? Okay, come on. Let's just look at this. Let's go to Psalms and see what he said, okay? Because we we hear this, but then we kind of don't pay attention to it or something. I don't know. You know, we just kind of say, well, um, I'm upset, and since I'm upset, God, then, you know, we're going to have to do something about that. No, Psalms 100. David had a covenant relationship with God. In fact, God said about David that he was a man that was after God's heart. He was not a man that was just after God's hands. Amen. What can you do for me? What have you done for me lately? He was after God's heart. See? And so then David gives us instructions of how we should approach so that we can enjoy the relationship that Jesus has given us. Psalms 100. It says that we're supposed to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Just kind of just let's walk through the process. What kind of noise is God looking for? A joyful noise. So then if I'm coming there with my frustrations, anxiety, if I'm coming there with my my anger, is that a joyful noise? Just asking the question. If I'm going to expect the thing that God says I'm supposed to receive, I have to position myself correctly. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, O ye lands. Then it says, serve the Lord with gladness. See, your part that, that, that we walk in is going to be examined by him. He's looking at your heart. So he didn't say, come into his, he did say, he said, serve the Lord with what? With gladness. So if I'm frustrated, just as a question, can I serve him with gladness? If I'm frustrated, 
if I'm fearful. See? God's looking at the heart. See? David is going to help us understand this. If you are, are experiencing things uh, that you want to see a change in, the thing that God is looking for is surrender and sacrifice. Okay? That it's always going to be the way that the covenant relationship works. Surrender and sacrifice. If I come full, then I'm not interested in surrendering. I'm going to come there demanding. Okay? Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Please understand. I don't know why we write a different Bible. He did not say come into his presence with complaining. Actually, he didn't even say come into his presence with begging. Mm, How about that? See, I, I should come there with the assurance of his presence causes fullness. Amen. I, I can come in there. Come on, come on. I can come into his presence with a little joy. And when I get there, he's going to cause that little joy to be made full. Amen. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to get you to see that. You know how sometimes that, that, that we don't like what we're going through, but we can at least have a little joy because of where I'm going. Okay? My expectation in, in where I'm going causes me to at least not be mad on my next two steps. We, we, we all uh, had times when we were um, had an event, be it a party or a celebration, and we would get dressed, and all while we were getting dressed, we had expectation of good that was going to happen in this event, in this time frame. So even though I might have had a, a pretty rough day, while I'm preparing to go to this event, I am changing my attitude and heart's position. I'm going to come into his presence mm-hmm, with singing. Know ye, oh, okay, come on, y'all, come on, come on, come on, come on. Look at this. This is how the, the covenant relationship has to be established. When I come into his presence because of singing, not because of, of anger, frustrations, and all that then my singing is releasing the declaration of my knowledge, okay? Come into his presence with singing. You do remember that Psalms 8 tells us that God is going to be the one that inhabits, lives in our praise. Okay, let's try that just so we can see these things. God lives there. He dwells there. He's magnified there. So then I'm, I'm acknowledging him. That's what it says in Proverbs 3. It says that I'm supposed to acknowledge him in all of my ways, and then he will give me information, direction, that will cause victory in my life. Okay? He, I, I'm not supposed to come into his presence by, with complaining or demanding. I, I'm, I'm supposed to come into his presence with singing because my singing displays my heart's position that I know something, that I know that the Lord is God. Mm-hmm. See? So let's look at that. Let's just investigate that. 
if I think that my problems, my, my frustration is magnified above my God, I got a problem. I hope you can see that in that scripture. It says, my, my coming to his presence with singing, bring praise into his presence because that, that gives an understanding. That speaks to demons. Glory to God. Did it not say that in Psalms 8? That, that when praise is released, that God then stops the avenger. He steals the, the avenger. He stops the, the enemy. Why? Because he look at your, he doesn't want anything to come between him and his praise. You owe him that praise. Amen. Let everything that hath breath praise. Amen. See, that, 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 that's the connection that you have with him. That's the, wow, Lord, that's the connection that you have with him that's different than any other being on the earth. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can tell him how important he is to you by your praise. Not just what comes out of your lips. I get that. That's true. The fruit of your lips giving it praise. I get that. But you, know, you can, you can, that same lip that, that, that you say you love God with is the lip that you lie with. Amen. <laughs> See? Because you'll say that you, you'll say that you love the Lord with that lip. But um, that lip that you say you love the Lord with says you hate another brother. How can you say you love God who you have not seen and you hate your brother whom you have on now? So with that lip, you can't lie. So God's looking at your heart, isn't he? Amen. He says, uh, when you have this singing, it displays what you go there. I'm a musician. <laughs> and uh, I, I played everything from Bach to rock, okay? And uh, there was a, a genre of music that was very prevalent in my day, and it was the blues. Amen. Rhythm and blues, R&B, okay? So, so now I'm practicing all day long singing blues songs, singing has somebody done, done me wrong songs. Well, then, as, as that goes on, he just told me that's not what's going to take me into the presence of God. Come into his presence with singing that makes a, a clear understanding of what I know. Know ye. C connect the scriptures this way. The, the, the coming into his presence with singing is connected to what I know. Okay? So when I'm offering the fruit of my lips, giving him praise, then I am telling demonic forces that my God, the God that I love, the God that I serve, who is able to deliver me, is now engaging on my behalf because when I give praise out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, you have perfected this praise. And because of that, you're going to shut the enemy up. You're going to steal the enemy and the avenger. See? My praise, whew, glory to God. Come on, y'all, look at this, look at this, look at this. Whew, whew, glory to God. He said this exchange 
happens in the mouths of babes and sucklings. Wait a minute. How much information does a babe or a suckling know? How much intellect are they functioning under? None. They are connecting heart to heart. So then this babe and this suckling, God says, I'm going to move on their behalf, and I'm going to stop the enemy and steal the avenger on their behalf. I live right there. Glory to God. So it wasn't about uh, uh, um, glorious words, was it? It couldn't have been if out of the mouths of babes and suckling, he's perfected this praise. Amen. See, so so then I don't have to know all the scriptures. I, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and because I know that my Redeemer lives, then my praise out of my heart then causes it's a sweet smell. Come on now, y'all. My praise becomes a sweet smell unto him, an offering, uh, a sweet-smelling offering fragrance to him. Okay, come on. I'm just trying I'm I'm trying to get to what I've prepared for the study, but this is just a lie. He he receives a fragrance. Notice he was not just looking for a word from you. He was looking for a fragrance from you. Mm. You know something? I'll I'll I'll, I'll look at this. I have experienced um a room full of words and a room full of fragrance. And the room full of fragrance lasts longer than the room full of words. I remember the experience. Come on, y'all. I remember the experience that the fragrance brought to me. Amen. Years and years and years. You might forget what someone said that was good. But if you have an aroma that's connected to that, you can go immediately right back to that place. Amen. So that God is looking for the exchange of the aroma of the heart that's connected to proper words. If I don't have the aroma of words, they might not be all that I thought they were. Because, you know, like I say, we lie with them same lips we say we love with. Okay? It says, come into his presence with singing, and this singing displays that you know that the Lord is God. That it is he that has made us and not we ourselves. Okay, 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 okay. When we know that it's him that made us, that kind of should give you the understanding that the one that started this thing is the one that's going to finish this thing. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. He started me with purpose, gave me that purpose, and that purpose is going to last. So he didn't make me to be defeated. He made me to be the head, not the tail, above only and not beneath. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. So then my mistakes... Glory to God, just so that we get it. My mistakes are not bigger than my God. My God is bigger than my mistakes. It is he that has made me, not me, myself. When I surrender and sacrifice, then I'm saying, Lord, you made me. Cause me to awake to your purpose. Cause me to awake to your plan. 
Then as I sacrifice my thinking and accept your thinking, that he will cause my, the Bible says that, that if I do the things the right way, he will cause my thoughts to be agreeable to his will. Yeah. He can cause my thoughts to be agreeable to his will. I, I, I keep placing myself in the covenant relationship that causes him to be the God unto me that he said he wants to be. My victory is guaranteed. So he says, I, I need to know that he is God, he has made me, and not me, we ourselves, that I, we are his people and we are the sheep of his pasture. Then in verse 4, and this is really what I was kind of thinking, of driving down the, the, the road, kind of thinking of how David was, was instructing us to do this the right way. See? He said, I, I, my heart's position, my thinking, even in my uh, intellect, has to, has to surrender to the plan of God. If he's looking for praise, because the Bible says he's seeking those that would worship him. And they have to worship him how? In spirit. And he's looking for that. He's seeking that. Seeking for people that can quote 7,000 scriptures. He's seeking people that will worship. He's seeking people that will serve him. And how do you serve him? With gladness. I mean, just so that we get this, this is the, the, the setup that God has for us, that, that, that he has, in times past, the Bible says, he winked at all this sin, but now he's commanded all men everywhere to repent. Now, he used to just look over this, but, but, but we're living in the time where he needs to have a heart that is pure, because the pure in heart shall see God. They, they shall understand the manifestation of their victory because they see God. Amen. Okay? They, 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 know, they know whose they are. They see God. It is the Lord that has made me, not me myself. So since the Lord made me, created me in purpose, for a purpose, as I submit to that purpose, everything that's necessary for my life is also going to now marry up with that purpose. That's the way he did it, y'all. Please know that. He made, he made the earth first, then he put the man in a completed work. And everything in the completed work flowed in the life of the man. He was so blessed. Adam was so content in his relationship, the boy didn't even know he was naked. Come on, y'all. Because everything worked according to the will of God. The weather was perfect all the time. He walked with God in the cool of the day. The, the 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 earth that he made watered itself. The man was living a sweatless existence. He was unaware of toil. Please get this. 
Because when sin came, God says, now you're going to have to live by the sweat of your brow. So before, that was not an issue, was it? See? We need to get back to that, understand that. Bring that into our, our the forefront of our thinking, that we're going to serve the Lord with gladness. That would be a, 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 an explanation of the scripture that says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, tests, and trials. Because I'm purpose, I'm going to serve the Lord with gladness. I'm not mad about this, that, or the other. Because if I'm in this, I'm going to serve God in this. If I'm in that, I'm going to serve God in that. I'm going to serve the Lord with gladness. These are the instructions that David left for us. See? This is the, 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 the clarion call to bring us back to his intent and purpose. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So the gates, in my understanding, would be in a bigger surrounding than the courts. The gates, if you would, and, and I looked at that when I saw that in Revelation, that the, the Bible says that um, each gate in the kingdom is one pearl. I, I, I almost fell out, just dropped, because this is the gate to the city, and that pearl has to be the same size as the gate or the streets that lead that that, that gate leads into. Okay, so the, the this is God's gate. Who walks through this gate? God. That ain't a little bitty gate. God doesn't think little bitty. He made the gates to the city one pearl. That was not the gate to the to the house. That was the gate to the city. What well, can you imagine how big that pearl had to be? Amen. That's why he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask a thing. Because he starts big. He starts great. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So he's giving you time. Come on, y'all. Wow, that's good, sir. He's giving you time to check yourself. Because when you start way out there in the in the outer court, in the big space, if you would, he says he's looking for thanksgiving out there. He's looking for thanksgiving amongst the people. Amen. I can't stand. Oh, 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 oh. he's looking for thanksgiving. Serve the Lord with Gladness. He's looking for that in the midst of the people. <laughs> See? 
well, you know, and we just gonna we just gonna try to serve the Lord uh, uh, when things are good, and then I'm gonna be happy about that. He said, no, 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 no. I'm looking for this this goodness, this gladness. I'm looking for that when you're around the people. What about the the brother you just don't think is doing you right? He said, no, 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 no. I need to see the display of this gladness because you're serving me there. That's why I need you, Stephen. Glory to God. I I, I don't need you uh, uh, in, in the place where you think stuff's supposed to be good. You you how, you coming into the church and you want the church to be all of the gooey gooey stuff. He said, no 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 no. I need for you to serve me with this gladness in the midst of the mess. That's why he asked us to pray differently. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Serve the Lord with gladness. Sheila, <laughs> he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So then as you come to the place where his presence is going to be manifest, he says, you've, you've already worked the gladness into the thing so that you can now have thanksgiving that gets you, that invites you into the next level. Now you can go into the courts where declarations are going to be made, where resolutions are going to be offered. So then let's just look at that. We're, we're, we're going to the court, and we're mad. At, well, first of all, we can't even get there, but we'll just bypass that now just to take you there. So, and, and we're mad at, at the person. We haven't forgiven the person that, that, that God is requiring me to forgive, but I'm going to try to get into his presence and have a judgment that he's going to release that's going to bless me. He's not going to even hear the case, y'all. Because he said, when I come to the court, I'm going to have to come to, into the court with praise. Not complaints. See, if we start wrong, we'll probably end up wrong. Between the time you left the house and the time you got to the courts, you should have done got that thing straight. Because my expectation of, of spending time with the king should let me know, no, 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 no. I know God's going to work it out because my heart is going to be right. See? I'm going to be the one that sees the Lord. The pure in heart, they're the one that's going to see the Lord. So since I'm going to see him, he's the one that said, come unto me if you're heavy laden. Come if you've got burdens, and I am going to give you rest. I'm going to the one that's going to cause rest to my soul. So my expectation of what he's going to give, oh, well, you can write this down. My expectation of what he's going to give is greater than my frustration where I am. Boy, that was good. That will preach good. My expectation of good to where I'm going is better than my frustration of where I am. Amen. And a lot of times what we do is we take the frustration and keep stirring it up, stirring it up. No, I need to have my expectation of good. That's what hope is. The definition of hope is that expectation of good. 
I'm going to God. I'm going in his presence. And in his presence is fullness of joy. I'm not going to start off being mad in his presence. He said fullness of joy. Joy is everywhere. Dripping on me if you would. And I would tell you, beloved, that as you go, as you operate like that, the devil cannot continue to cause things to frustrate you because they will run into that joy that's dripping all over you and that joy with the oil of gladness, glory to God, the oil of gladness would cause that situation that was confronting you to slide right past you. And this is what God knows. And he's inviting you into that. See? But we keep rehearsing the thing that's going to cause us to be separated from him. Did he not say your sins separate you from God? All right. Your thinking wrong separates you from God. If you're going to come into his presence, if you're going to function under his offices, serve the Lord with Gladness. Lord, I've I've done all these things for you. Okay. Where is the display of gladness then? Get up mad because you got to work. Serve the Lord with whatever you do in word or deed. Do it all to the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Serve the Lord with gladness. Every opportunity is a port of unity. It is an entry point for unity. Every opportunity is a port of unity. Are you and God going to be connected? It's a port of unity. Come on now. A port is used for egress in and out. So then if I take this opportunity as a port of unity, God would allow my goodness to be released that he has in store for me. It's a port of unity. It's a place where me and God can allow the flow of his love to be seen, manifest, and change things. Every opportunity is a port of Unity. As he is, so am I in this world. A port of unity. I'm going to allow God to pour out through me what's necessary for this situation. He can turn around. The the, the Bible says, if, uh, if when my ways please the Lord, he will make even my enemies be at peace with me. A port of unity. Okay. I mean, this is how he wants us to live. This is the way Jesus walked the earth. That's why he can say stuff like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. This is a port of unity, you and I. I know that you hear me, Father. This is a port of unity. This is my opportunity. See, I'm not mad because they have put me in this situation. They didn't. It is the Lord that has made me, not me myself. So then the Lord who made me a a person that can allow grace to come out 
so that the grace will make a difference. The Bible says that Jesus tasted death because of the grace of God. He tasted death. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. He tasted death through grace. So the grace is the thing that brought the victory. And then God gave you the same grace, or he gave you the opportunity to participate in the same grace. Because we're supposed to, according to John 1, 16, we're supposed to, of the fullness have we all received grace for grace. See? When we understand that, then I don't stand in the place judging and condemning. Because there is, therefore, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That'd be you. Condemnation is can be on both sides, on the receiving or the giving side. He said there is no condemnation, not a bit. Because I recognize this is my port of unity. See, I'm going to allow the grace to flow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be a, a, an agent of grace. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. So then m- m- my judgment, okay, all right, so as you can see this, the court is the place where uh, uh, um, issues are resolved, right? Decisions are made. So I'm going to cause my decision to be released because of praise. Enter into his courts with praise. I'm not entering into his courts with demands. Amen. I mean, this is not generally what we do, is it? Generally, we go into this thing with uh, the understanding that, okay, we're going to get <laughs> we're going to get justice. Amen. That's what we go in there trying to get justice. Well, why don't you go in there and release righteousness rather than try to get justice? Because there's a sealer right there. Amen. See? Justice for the most part, the way we understand it is a selfish position. Righteousness, the the Bible says righteousness exalts a land. Righteousness exalts. (laughs) Amen. Okay, all right. You you, you remember the phrase that a, uh, a, uh, a, a rising tide lifts all boats? Well, righteousness lifts. Amen. Exalts a nation. So then if I'm looking for righteousness, then it's going to lift the situation so that everybody that was in bondage, in peril, in in, in frustration, they can all be lifted above it. But if I want justice, oh, that's just a demand, ain't it? Amen. God is wanting our thinking to be washed by the water of the word this way. That's why you can you can count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. That's why you can pray for those that despitefully use you because righteousness is going to lift everybody. A rising tide lifts all boats. Amen. 
and, and righteousness, he wants righteousness to fill the earth. In other words, he wants all boats to be lifted up. Amen. Selah. I know, I know, and, and, and I'm not trying to be a big to-do by saying this. This is just the word of God that has come to us that is showing us his way of doing it. See? And I, if I be lifted up, I will then draw all men unto me. Know that it is the Lord he has made us and not we ourselves. Since I know the Lord has made me, then I don't have to protect myself, do I? Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who did not think it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. Hmm. See? See, it wasn't about him. He was only doing the things that he heard the Father tell him to do, what he saw the Father do. See? Uh, you, you do remember that uh, the disciples wanted to call down fire from heaven. Well, they don't agree with us. We can call down fire. Jesus, you want to call down fire? And Jesus said, you don't know what spirits are of. That, that's not what I came here to do. I didn't come to destroy the world. The world. I came to seek and to save those that were lost. So how can I seek and save those that are lost by condemning them to a death by my actions that say I don't love and cover their sin? And I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. Unto me. I mean, that's why the, the, the condition of the of the earth is bad, because we who are the pillar and ground of the truth have not purposed to come in his presence with singing, purposed to serve the Lord with, with gladness. See? This is yes, it's a, a wake up call here. I get that. Part of the calling that's on my life. It's to, to, to awaken us, to, to make us awake to righteousness. Awake to it. So that becomes the first order of business. That, Lord, I, I just want to establish righteousness. Jesus' prayer. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. That, that's the only kingdom that should be seen. Glory to God. That's the only kingdom that should be displayed. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, if they would seek my face, then I would hear from heaven and I'll take care of the situation. I'll heal them. If my people would do that. But my people is have become those that just want to demand justice rather than release righteousness. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. <laughs> come on now. Come on. Come on. Be thankful unto him. I don't know, y'all. Just help me out. When we going through something, are we thankful unto him? 
or are we busy demanding that he get us out of this mess? And I found that if I'm not going to be obedient here, then I'm going to stay in the mess a little bit longer. Amen. Then the devil who has tricked me into staying into the mess a little bit longer, that was going to cause me to uh, charge God foolishly with my mouth. I'm going to begin to say stuff that ain't right. I'm going to be able to I'm going to begin to talk about the God that I think I want to have instead of the God that is. I want to have the God around me that 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 prefaces me, that gives me all kind of uh, 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 understanding of I'm his favorite child. You know, I found out again today that God does not have favorites. He said this, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He did not say this is my favorite son. This is the son that be loved. He is Loved. Not he is favorite. God does not have stepchildren. Amen. He only has children. I'll even go further. His children can be up to 90 years old, and they're still children. Amen. See? We've we, we got to stop thinking uh, uh, in a manner that only blesses us and causes other people to then have to uh, uh, lift us up so that we can enjoy this thing that we call life instead of just saying, no, 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 no. He made all of us the same. To be loved, according to the scripture, Jesus said, if you love me, you would keep my commandments. Okay, so to be loved would be to be obedient, wouldn't it? <laughs> but we want to be the favorite, but we're not the one that's obedient. Amen. Okay. Into his gates with thanksgiving, to his courts with praise, be thankful. <laughs> Do you know the word be there? It is not just a think about. It is an execution. Be thankful. That would say, every time I look at you, I need to see a thankful Christian. If I look at you and I see a complaining Christian, then I have violated the things that he just spent a whole hour telling me this is how he wants me to do it. Amen. I am back at negative zero, if you would. Okay? I'm not approaching God. I am sliding away from him. Did he not tell us to draw nigh unto him? That means, okay, that, that tells me that yesterday's grace is not going to be used today. I have to draw nigh, which means I'm going to have to incorporate fresh grace, the same way the manna was. I can't use yesterday's manna. See? I have to use fresh manna. So I can't use yesterday's growth. I have to use today's growth. Isn't that what he told us? Grow in grace. 
See? Yeah, I, I'm going to have to then release love on purpose because I owe every man that. He said, owe no man anything but to love him. So I owe everybody love. The one that said that bad, yes, I owe him love. Not yesterday's grace, today's grace. Because today, I'm going to need that grace in my life. But if I'm not willing to to, to release that grace, how can I get it? You have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, to his course with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I hope you saw the steps. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, step one. Enter his courts with praise, step two. Be thankful unto him, step three. And bless his name, step four. If I'm not doing all four, then I'm not going to be able to enjoy the goodness of the Lord. Please hear it. This is what he just said. Come on. Hear it. Wow. Enter into his gates of thanksgiving. One. Course with praise. Two. Be thankful unto him. Three. Bless his name. Four. For the Lord is good. This is why you do those four things. Because he is good. Amen. I, I say all the time, um, you can't get to good without going through God, because three-quarters of the word good is God. If you don't add nothing to zero, if you add zero to God, he can then be good to you. But if you're going to add something to him, then you throw away the God that wants to be good. Because you added something other than the zero. G-O-O-D comes out of G-O-D. G-O-M-D is not God. When I add me in it, it's not God. G-O-G-O-D-M-E is not God. Come on. <laughs> See, you, you, you don't add anything to it. But we just want to bring our two cents because after all, it's my life. No, your, your, your life is hid in him. So it's not your life. Remember, it is he that has made you, not we ourselves. Bless his name for, because the Lord is good. this This was not an announcement because the Lord is good. This is a requirement because the Lord is good. Did you catch that difference? Do these things, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and, and his course with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name because for. This is not a declaration that just says, oh, <clears throat> the Lord is good. No, 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 no. This was a requirement so that you can experience the goodness of the Lord. Do you see that? I was just like I said, I was just driving down the, the expressway and God just kinda of just dropped this in there. And I said, Okay, so then 
all of the things that I want to enjoy, I've got to do my part that you have illuminated me to do. I'm not doing my part because I have to do it, and I'm mad because I got to do it. No, I'm doing my part because now I see that when I enter into the courts, when I enter into the gates, when I bless your name, I'm doing it because I know my singing in the beginning. It just told me that I'm going to have to connect my singing to my knowledge. Know that he has made you. See, again, just so you can see it. I'm trying to line it up. It's coming to his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is a display. Okay. Yes, I can, I can see that it, it can be used in that, uh, in, in that, uh, that connotation as an, an explanation. Okay. But it's, he, he doesn't need an explanation, glory to God. The heavens declare his glory. He doesn't need an explanation. Okay? He's trying to get a recognition. Okay? Allow him to be God. Again, if you allow him to be God, he can be good to you. Amen. See? But when I'm going to demand that the M.E. gets squished into the God some kind of a way, then he can't be good because I added something to it. See? You know how we hear that he's God, he's the Lord all by himself? Yeah, he doesn't need your help. So why did you bring your conditions into the equation? I know that it was God that made me and not me myself. Bless his name because the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. Please notice the his that comes before the mercy that's everlasting. The truth that endures to all generations. He didn't say a truth. He said his truth. He didn't say your truth. He said his truth. So since it is his truth, let's leave it there. He didn't say his and your truth, his and your mercy. Okay? See, I, I'm trying to get you to see and hear uh, how your, 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 your victory is guaranteed. Because the thing that God is looking for in our lives is surrender and sacrifice. And most of the time, that's what we don't want to do. We don't want to give up our way of thinking and our way of understanding. We want to, we want to just have God some way to show us that we smart and we right. Come unto me and I will... All you who are laboring heaven laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of me. Because I'm meek and lowly in heart. So when you find the information, inspiration that I'm giving to you from that meek and lowly heart position, then you will find Rest unto your souls. Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We are 
his workmanship created in Christ Jesus <laughs> unto good work. The good works that God which have before ordained that we should walk in them. I'm back to the outline here. That was just my intro, if you would. <laughs> because we're going to have to, I would like for us to change the way we approach this so that we can then enjoy the victory. Okay? Because the way it seems is that we continue to go over and over and over things, round and round in circles, never getting to the destination that we were promised. I don't know if everybody, you know, y'all, we should, there should be a big amen. That's what has happened right there. Because we've, we've gone around situations and circumstances over and over and over again, never coming, well, always looking for, but never coming to the truth. Yeah. See, we, we, we keep working around it and adding things to it rather than just submitting, sacrificing. See? We want God to do it our way. Well, he's already finished the work. Jesus said it is finished. He didn't say it's almost finished. I'm going to let them do their little part right here and then it'll be finished. He said it is finished. So why am I trying to add anything to it? I enter into a finished work the same way Adam did. He entered into a finished work. And the way he got to enjoy that finished work is to listen at the one who finished the work. Amen. Okay. When he started having conversations with other people, the devil, his whole thing got messed up. When he started listening to other people, his wife, things got messed up. Why? Because you shall have no other gods before you. I didn't say something was wrong with, with, with the relationship of wife. No, you should have no other gods before you. Go back to God. If Adam had just done exactly what was necessary, when when Eve bit the apple and tried to give it to her husband, she did give it to her husband that was with him, with her. If Adam had said, no, 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 we're going to repent right now, it had been all over just like that. Because 1 John 1, 9 was not in the Bible, only in the Latter-day Saints. It was in God, so therefore it was in the Bible then. So if Adam had just said, no, 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 we sinned before God, no, Father, forgive us. Boom, been over. Would have been over just then. But Adam went through the blame game. And evidently he trained his wife to, to deal the blame game too. Because Adam said, it's this woman that you gave me, she made me eat. She didn't make you eat. She gave it to you, the way the scripture says it. She gave it to you. She didn't force it down your mouth. Amen. And then the woman said, it was the, the, the serpent. He, no, 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 no. If you would just confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you. That was in God in the beginning. It didn't come in God. Uh, well, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on now, y'all. See? So it wasn't something that that came after the after we get when we finally get down there to the book of Third John, First John. Then he says, "Now we can learn about." No, it was in God from the beginning. See. So then, if if Adam had done that, it would have turned his whole thing around. 
and he would have been able to enjoy his man walking in the power of his grace from, from being through. So we need to just get back to that, acknowledging him. Know that he is the one that made us and not we ourselves. That we are the sheep of his pasture. We are his people. See? So that we're going to enter the right way. Have a mindset that righteousness has to be established. And it's going to be established in us, being through us. It says, well, we are uh, Ephesians chapter 2. <laughs> and now I'll try to pick back up. <laughs> that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hand. That at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Okay, I want you to kind of see how we get messed up because we forget things. He says, remember, put back together this whole construct of how you were in times past, operating like Gentiles, who were called by the uncircumcision that were made, that thought they made themselves. The circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Okay, let's understand this. Glory to God. You were not made by your mother and your father. That was the channel that God used to get you here. You were made in heaven. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. You are a spirit. You were not made with hands. You were made with the word of God. Amen. And God said, let us make man in our image. He said that, then he formed what he said. He put his hands on that which was spoken. That which was spoken gave the framework for that which he touched to work. Oh, please, if you don't hear nothing else, hear that. That which was spoken gave the framework for that which his hands touched. That same principle works in your life. That which is spoken gives the framework for that which you put your hands to. Glory to God. That which is spoken gives the framework for what you put your hands to. Hebrews 11 tells us that. Through faith, we understand that the things which are made were not made by things which are seen. See? The word of God, the Bible says, it framed. The worlds were framed. Oh, just jump over there so you see it. Hebrews 11, just so that you can see it. That which was spoken gives framework 
to that which you put your hands to. That which was spoken gives the framework for that which you put your hands to. Okay? I mean, you, you, you have to learn to live by faith. <laughs> wow. Let's go. Let's go up a little bit. Chapter 10. Wow. Wow. Mm. Chapter 10, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but to them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, this faith, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Everything is framed by your words. Your words frame that which you put your hands to. Your words will either frame the, the good that God has ordained for you, or it will frame the bad that the devil has intended for you. By your words are you justified. By your words are you condemned. By the word, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Do you see that? The things that you touch, they were not made from that which is appearing. It was made, it was framed by the word of God so that you can then put your hands on it. Okay? For you were in times past Gentiles who in the flesh were called the uncircumcision by that which was made by hands that at that time the reason this happened is that you were without Christ you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and you were strangers from the covenants of promise you did not have any hope and you were without God in the world Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 and 11 okay and 12 so I just want you to see that before you were in the reason that things don't go the way they're supposed to is because you're functioning as an alien from the commonwealth of Israel. You're functioning as a stranger from the promises, the covenant of promises. You are the one that's functioning as one that has no hope. You're functioning as one that is without God where you stand in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes afar off were made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. He's the one that stops the fighting that's been going on in your heart, in your soul. He's the one that stops that. He is our peace. See? So your, your victory is guaranteed as you connect with him in the proper manner, as we looked at in Psalms 100. See? As you know, live the life of praise 
so that you can enjoy the life in the natural. I'll say that again. Live the life of praise so that you can enjoy the life in the natural. Your praise gives God the opportunity to do things that will allow you to enjoy your presence. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Because I'm in his presence, I now can enjoy my presence. I can do it this way. Because I'm in his presence, I can enjoy my present. Amen. I can enjoy where I am. Because his presence will not leave me. That's why he said he'll never leave me or forsake me. So then when I get to enjoy his presence, I'll enjoy my present. I'll enjoy my now. Amen. See? But if I don't allow my heart to cause his presence to be there, see, if I'm not going to enter into his courts, with thanksgiving, if I'm not going to do those steps that he said, then his presence will not be experienced by me. Didn't say he was gone, because he said never leave, never forsake. But I will not experience his presence. And if I'm not experiencing his presence, I will not enjoy my present. Okay? Because his presence causes joy to be made full. If I don't continue in his presence, my present will not have joy. My present will not have strength. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. His presence causes that joy, which causes my strength. So if I've not done the thing to enjoy his presence, then my present is going to be without hope. See? I'm going to have no hope. I'm going to be, verse 12 in, 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 in Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to be an alien if I don't understand how to maintain his presence. I'm going to function as an alien from the commonwealth of Israel. I'm going to operate as one that is a stranger from the covenants of promise. I'm going to have no hope, and I'll be without God in my present. Because he is my peace. He is our peace. See? He's the prince of peace. He's the one that that, that, that wants to uh, allow that to be established so that I can enjoy it. Day in, day out. This is the plan that he had for me from Jump Street. For his pleasure, I was created. Slow that down. Back that up. I was created for his pleasure. So that if I'm not doing what's necessary to understand that's why I'm here, then I'm going to think that I was created so that I can enjoy myself. And for his pleasure, I was created. For his pleasure. 
because when I am in his presence, come on, y'all, just look at it, understand it, write this down so that you can then begin to focus on it, that in his presence is fullness of joy. And if I'm in his presence, I'll then enjoy my present. If I cannot enjoy my present, it's because I'm not in his presence. See? Come unto me, all who are heavy laden, all who have burdens. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, and I'll give you rest. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. Your way or God's way? Will you continue to frustrate the grace of God, trying to make yourself happy, or will you recognize that it is God that has made us and not we ourselves? We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. I'm going to enter into his presence with singing. Serve him with gladness so that he can do in me, through me, and for me what he wants to do. Your way or God's way. Father, we just thank you again for your words that you sent to heal us and to deliver us. Thank you, Father, that because of your loving kindness and your tender mercy, we're able to enjoy the things that you've ordained for our lives, preordained steps that we should walk in. Cause us to surrender, give up, sacrifice the things that are hindering us from enjoying good at your hand. Thank you, sir. We worship and adore you. We commit this to you now as done in Jesus' mighty name. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, beloved, again, as we get to this part of the um, of the ministry, uh, we give you an opportunity. If you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, we'll give you the uh, uh, the, the opportunity to, to, to say um, what you learn, what you like, how God was able to strengthen you in the place that you stand. So any questions or comments about the ministry, area code 312-330-4024. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Go ahead. I just want to say praise God and thank you again for including so much word in your message. And I love being able to pick up where you are and think about what the word says as you say it. I love to be able to do that. And it is so edifying. And I just wanted you to know, and I particularly like the parts you talked about, surrender and sacrifice. Because we definitely need those things. And your definition of opportunity, I like that. That was good. So just a lot. It's all of your messages always talked with so much truth 
and edification that uh and word that God can bring to life in our hearts and in our minds. Amen. I, Amen. I thought about I thought about Psalms one thirty six. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, yeah, for good, for his mercy forever. Some people say endureth forever, but that's a word that's in italics. So I just read, yeah, so I just read, oh, give thanks unto the King of Kings for his mercy forever. Forever, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, 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 yeah, that's true, that's true. So yeah. I just love it all. And we yeah. love and pray to you. Thank you. For, uh, Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the ministry here. We just appreciate uh those of you that uh continue week in and week out. Again, um uh, tell your friends so that they can listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evening. Because this is not a a a, a Stevie Lee show. I am only hearing what God is saying at the time he's saying it so that it will bless and strengthen us because I receive strength out of this as much as you do. So, again, just tell your friends how they can come and listen to us on LiveDeliverance.com here at BlogTalkRadio.com. Amen. Area code 404-536-7829. Um, you have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Here we go, 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Yes, just thinking back on the, the uh, last speaker, it is inspiring, and I um, know that I have to step outside of myself <laughs> and expect God is not good, but I know it all to come together, but I appreciate yeah. your ministry. Amen. Amen. Glad to, glad to do it. Glad to be here. This is what... God has, has allowed me to do. And so as the ministry has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would go and uh, to the website and find the Donate tab and allow God to tell you what seeds you should give to LiveDeliverance.com. Uh, just simply go and um, um, find the tab and, and be obedient to God because we are only here uh, through the free will offerings of you, those that would visit, and those who are cyber mem members. We just thank you for getting before the Lord and, and, and releasing, because if we give to you out of our spiritual substance, then it is no big deal for you to give out of your natural substance. So just go to the website, find the Donate tab, and sow your seed here at LiveDeliverance.com so that we'll be able to stay on the air and bring uh, the Word of God with clarity and, and vision and purpose so that you will all enjoy it. So until the next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, love y'all. Be blessed.